I am Sarah Rainey, world traveler, speaker, author, and travel concierge. Over the years, I have lived a life full of passion and adventure through travel. Today, it is more important than ever to learn the secrets to creating a dream vacation. There is one thing you cannot get back, and that is time, so don't waste it. As your travel advocate, I want to share with you the secrets that I have learned over the years. Hello, I am Sarah Rainey, your Alaska destination specialist and travel concierge. Today, I'm going to Southeast Alaska. Now, you may know it as the Panhandle, the Inside Passage, the Inland Passage. It is the smallest of the five regions in Alaska. However, it is the most visited. Now, a little bit of trivia. The Inside Passage has been inhabited since the Ice Ages. Now, it is basically a 500-mile long stretch, and it is known for its lush Tongass National Rainforest, the largest temperate rainforest in the world. Now, it has thousands of islands, fjords, and bays. It boasts about 1,100 or 11,000 miles of coastline. Now, most of the towns, to include our capital, Juneau, are only accessible by ferry, boats, and float planes. There is so much to talk about in the Inside Passage that I'm going to take each town and devote a podcast to each one of them. Now today, I'm going to start off with Kitchikan, which is often referred to as the Gateway City. With a population of 8,300, it is our sixth largest city in Alaska. It was established in 1883 when a man named Snow built a salmon factory. Now, the largest salmon ever to be taken out of Alaska was 97 and a half pounds. Wow! <laughs> now, Anchorage is our largest city. It has 300,000 people. Juneau and Fairbanks kind of tie. They're each around 33,000. At this time, there is only 750,000 people living in Alaska. Now, Kitchikan is a tiny community in the Inside Passage, it, but it boasts of hotels, motels, B&Bs, wilderness fishing lodges, shopping malls, and a lot of privately owned shops. But it is really known for Creek Street. Creek Street is an infamous area of town. It was at one time the red light district. It is built along the shores of Kitchikan Creek, which is incidentally filled with a lot of salmon. It was built over the water because it was simply too difficult to blast away the rocky hills surrounding the creek. Now, today, as I mentioned before, it is the red light district, or was the red light district. However, the, the, most of the houses were changed into wonderful little shops where you can buy authentic Alaskan products. The only house that is left of ill repute is Dolly's house, which for a few dollars you can visit. Now, it is definitely worth taking the time, and yes, you can take your children in. 
However, if you have a hard time walking, you will not be able to climb the stairs to the second floor. But if you do, check out the flowers on the shower curtain. It'll be well worth your visit. Now, Dolly was not a whore and would be horrified to be called that. Dolly called herself a sporting woman, a distinction that was important to her. She thought ladies of the night were tasteless and crude. She considered herself a higher class. She never had one day, well, she never had anybody work for her. However, according to records, she had a daily limit. Once she made $100, then she would close her doors. Now, $100 back during that period of time, 1919, was quite a bit of money. She lived in her house from 1919 to 1975 when she passes away. Her story is very interesting. Now, Creek Street. Do not miss the chance to check out Married Man's Trail, a staircase and wooden boardwalk extension of Creek Street that ends at Park Avenue. Married Man's Trail goes over the river and through the woods, but not to Grandma's house. No, Married Man's Trail was once just a muddy path along the creek that men would use to visit the ladies on Creek Street. Now, with over 1,000 islands and 13,000 miles of shoreland, the inside passage was a rum runner and bootlegger's dream. Because Kitchikan was built on stilts with trap doors, anyone who wanted to make a much bigger profit could, with a boat and the courage, became a rum runner. It was a doggy dog time in Kitchikan, and everyone knows the stories of trap doors in the floors of the downtown business, which were used to bring up smuggled shipments of booze delivered by skiffs, boats slipping in and under the streets in the dark of the night. Now, the children of Kitchikan benefited legally by collecting the empties that floated in on the tides and selling them back to the bottle collectors. Now, during this period of time, uh, the Women's Christian Temperance Union became popular. It is commonly called the WCTU. Now, they became popular throughout the Inside Passage. And I am very familiar with the w Women's Christian Temperance Union, commonly known as the WCTU, because my mother and aunt were presidents of it, and I grew up with it in my house every week. And even today, I have relatives who attend meetings in Pennsylvania. Now, John Henry Kincaid was a prominent resident in the Inside Passage. And in the late 1860s and early 70s, a store owner in Sitka. He was also the postmaster and city councilman there. His wife, Lizzie, belonged to the WCTU. And believe me, alcohol was never seen in that house, not even in medicine. Kincaid's business needed more money. So he got involved in the bootlegging business. Well, you guessed it. The secret was out.
Lizzie, embarrassed, talked her husband into leaving Alaska. They left for Nevada, where he was elected state governor in 1876. And after this, he came back to the Inside Passage and became governor. And the first thing he does was to end the ban on liquor. Now, Kitchikan is a wonderful place to visit, and it is known for its totem poles. In fact, it is considered the capital, the totem pole capital. Now, you really have two choices to choose from. There may be others up there, but the two choices, I would say, would be the Totem Heritage Center. It is a museum operated by the city and houses one of the world's largest collections of unrestored 19th century poles. Now, Totem Bright Strait Historical Park is a 33-acre state park outside of the city. It is a former Clinket fish camp and is now restored with totem poles and clan houses. Now, one of the other places that I highly recommend that you visited, it is not visited a lot simply because it is not that accessible. You can only get into it by float plane, boat, kayaking. It is Misty Fjord's National Monument. This is a 23 million acre park of rainforest that has over 160 inches of rain a year. Now it has 3,000 foot steep slopes, which includes lava flows, animals galore, and deep valleys. It is one of the most beautiful places to visit on earth. This is the one place that I would say to make arrangements for everything else you can do whenever you get to Alaska. And you can actually save money when you get to Alaska. Now, if you want to, on Creek Street, on Berth 1, you can pick up the Cape Fox Hill Creek Street funicular. Now, it is a tram car running 211 feet up and down between Creek Street and Cape Fox Lodge. I believe the cost is around $22. Again, buy your ticket there. The only thing you really need, again, to make arrangements would be Misty Fjords, and it's probably going to be one of your most expensive trips you will ever take, but well make it. Well worth it. Now, a little bit of trivia. Today, Alaska boasts 30 breweries, 10 wineries, and 2 distilleries. Who wouldn't guess that? And also, back in the 1860s, they trained a dog. They called it a hooch hound. And this dog was trained to sniff out hooch or moonshine. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Sarah Rainey, your Alaska destination specialist. Travel Alaska. You will have a unique life experience that can make your personal journey unforgettable. Sarah. Thank you for tuning into my podcast today. I invite you to visit my blog on sarahrainey.com. And if you would like information on having me be a guest speaker at your next event, please visit livingalifeofpassionandadventure.com. Until next time, this is Sarah Rainey, your travel concierge.